Welcome, everyone. This is Illiterate. My name is Evan. My name is Taylor. We didn't read or watch anything in particular this weekend because guess what? It's the spooky season. That's right. It's time for Halloween. We've been spooky all month. We wanted to take a step back. We're just going to be talking about Halloween this week. And, and, and encompassing all things. So we're just going to have a... Have Culture, a, movies, yes. literature, where it all comes from, the origins of various spooktacular creatures and ghouls and such. So grab your pumpkin accoutrement and lay back, <laughs> and we're just we're just going to have a little... We're just going to have a little spook uh, gossip sesh here about, you know, why we're doing all this. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing? It's, have you done anything spooky, we're, Taylor? No, we're just, doing a, a, we're just doing a pumpkin carving... Mm-hmm, tonight mm-hmm. oh uh, tonight oh cool yeah <laughs> and uh yeah would just that's and i'll wear my skeleton costume <laughs> about the town but that's about it yeah and and uh, scary movies and you yeah, have the cool. you have the scoop on scary movies correct i do i do i've got i've got found this great list little on uh on cnet they have a great little uh resource of the major streaming platforms they've got them all hulu netflix hbo max disney plus and amazon prime uh, they compiled a list of of some of just the best uh, Halloween horror, uh, not even horror. It, it ranges the gambit, all Halloween kind of content, because it's not just like straight up scary stuff. You know, there's stuff like The Nightmare Before Christmas on, on this right. kind of list. So that'll be in our show notes. It's the Halloween COVID era. So there's probably going to be uh, a ton more streaming, right. <laughs> a ton more streaming, less trick or treating, more sitting at home. I haven't done too much spooky stuff. I carved out my pumpkin about a week ago. Uh, and it's moldy uh, and rotten. I don't understand because I'm from Atlanta. And when I would get pumpkins and carve them out there, they would like they would last all month. They would at least yeah. last two weeks, three weeks, no problem. In California, it's a totally different story. And it's bizarre. They like melt. And they melt like they can melt within a matter of days. Yeah, I heard um, the trick. I don't know if you knew this was. To- I don't. I'm like I'm like running myself wild here. I swear to yeah. God, because we we carved it on a Thursday. I had to throw it out by like Saturday or Sunday morning because it was like <laughs> yeah. it was just it was growing fur like fur yeah. mold out of it. It was horrifying. The good housekeeping trick, I suppose, is uh, petroleum jelly, Vaseline. You're supposed to rub that on the. Exposed gotcha. okay, yes, surfaces and the ridges of the teeth that you cut out and all that stuff, and then that's supposed to help it. I sent one picture to my fiance, and she was like, "Throw that away." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Uh, well, let's let's get into the history of Halloween here. All this stuff that we've mentioned, jack yeah. lanterns, trick or treating, witches, etc. What is it all about? Where does it come from? I've I have like a like a vague understanding of a lot of this, but I'm I'm sure that you've put this together in such a an immaculate way here because I, I'm, there are some things that of, of the holiday that have just rung true and have stayed around, mm-hmm. and then there are some things that have like been tacked on, and it gets muddy yeah. as to actually what element came where. So I'm really yeah. excited to get these nails on the wall. <laughs> yeah. So the name Halloween is the first one that most people you're like, oh, you like Halloween? What does it mean? And nobody really even knows what that word <laughs> is. We know the other ones. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Very obvious <laughs> what that is. So Halloween, Christmas. the original term, it's yeah, it's not even <laughs> the actual day of the event. It's the night before the event. So it's All Hallows Evening or the evening mm-hmm. before All Hallows Day. And then, of course, All Hallows Evening became All Hallows Even, All Halloween, 
and then yeah, Halloween. Yeah, I didn't know Ean was a shortening for e- the evening. Before. Yeah. yeah, it was like, Ean, ooh. <laughs> right. Ean. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, it's the night before All Hallows Day, which sometimes gets lumped in with All Saints or All Souls Day, because hollow, mm-hmm. like hollowed ground. It's It was a dedication to remembering the dead, specifically the saints and martyrs, the faithfully departed for Western Christianity. That's oh, yeah. where it comes from. But of course, there's an even further back reason so the OG traditions come from the Celtic Harvest Festival. Right. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, the, the, yeah. This is Spe- where Sam Hain comes into well, play. Well, and right? Gaelic, Gaelic for all you Gaelic fans, it's Sawin. So there's no W, uh-huh. and so the M H kind of is a confusing way. But it's that's the if you want to be perfectly Gaelic, then you would say <laughs> Sawin is is what it is. But it look, yeah, you're right. It looks like Sam Hain. Oh. That it's funny they bring that uh, <laughs> uh, back just going back into cinema real quick. Um, yeah. They never intended to make a sequel to the original Halloween, mm-hmm. and so lo and behold, it was a huge success. They quickly get forced to kind of like come up with a sequel, and so naturally, John Carpenter he didn't direct this one, but he still wrote it. And I think naturally going into, okay, we've got to find out some more story here because the original story is just a guy that just picked right. some girls that he saw on the street. You got to make some more story for 90 more minutes out of this thing. So it naturally goes into the backstory of Halloween and they kind of start to go down this path and it dooms the entire franchise to like go down this like <laughs> cult worship Celtic ritual thing. But it like it goes in that that Michael right. is, is somehow uh, compelled by then they say in the film, I, I think that's why I say it is because Sam <laughs> Loomis' character is walking around go, he's, he's, been, he's been compelled by Sam Hain. <laughs> so that becomes like a big thing in the in the second one they uncover that, that he, he might be like you know like walking through like some sleepwalking like old ritual from the from the celtic culture and that's what's going right. on actually inside michael's they have there's no other story there so they are like they have to like start <laughs> right, explaining right. the monster and it's just like the wrong thing to do <laughs> but yeah so that that's uh, that's where that word is yeah yeah <laughs> uh and Sawin is the old gaelic word and that actually means summer's end in the old Gaelic. Right. So the way, where where that fits is it's the halfway point between the equinox and the solstice. So the equinox or equinox is in September, and then the solstice is in December. Right, which is and the because back least at, the, at this, they they kind of split their year into two phases. There was the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So and that yeah. this marks the transition between the two. Right. So, so I, I thought when I heard it put that way, I was was really kind of like, ah, that <laughs> really put that that really puts the nail on the head of exactly what the celebration really. If you put this, right. if you really boil it down, it's like okay, there's the lighter seasons, the spring, the summer, and it falls into the dark. Um, the, you know, the and crops winter fall yeah. away. Um, and the, it's the end absolutely. of the it's the end of the harvest. Exactly. And so it's like you said, it's the darker half of the year starts on November first. All things spooky, starting on the sunset of the previous night, which is October 31st. So this is also in Celtic beliefs, the boundary between the other world, which is the realm of gods and the dead. There's the space between that is thinned on the transition Mm. from the night of the lighter season to the darker Ah. season. So this is where the spirits Mm -hmm. and fairies are active. The souls of the dead also come back home and you need to leave out offerings for them. This yeah. idea that souls return home one night of the year is in a lot of cultures. Really? Yeah. So that also is where... Now, it, is a lot of cultures you, like uh, around this 
around the this time these days or in a lot of cultures and different types of holidays and those and just you a lot of cultures in different in yeah, different yeah, ways just generally just speaking got that you, idea yeah. carries over but what is celtic about this holiday that has then been adopted into modern halloween is the games and rituals that revolve around death because it's all like a celebration or playing around with that concept and as well future divination what is going to happen oh, after yes, not just yes, death but yes, in our yes, lives yes yes so, so one of them is apple bobbing is where we get that you no but a big yeah so that was kind of like throwing flowers at a wedding to see who would get married next and if you were able to bite whoever was able to bite down the apple first that was kind of like a a prophecy of that's who would get married next interesting but there was all kinds of stuff like that in terms of bonfires and roasting hazelnuts one of the big things that we now have is trick or treating and this also comes from that time so there was a it was it was a different name obviously it was called guising like disguising Oh, that makes a ton of sense, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was the term used. And so that going house to house, reciting songs in exchange for food because they were impersonating the souls of the dead, like the, right. the, the souls that were coming back and receiving offerings. So you would dress up. And a lot of times it would it would be disguises. On this to, note, yeah. since, I've already, since I've already brought up Halloween and they're making more Halloweens. Right. The original Halloween opens on black with with children chanting some gay, perhaps Gaelic Halloween song. I don't know right. where it's from. I don't know where it's sourced from. I've never heard it in another piece of media uh, and they've never used it again in the franchise. But what you're talking about right there is like seasoned over the titles mm. of the original Halloween. And I think it's really interesting that that element has never been re-explored. Um, right, the children in particular, and the songs mm -hmm. um, impersonating the dead, the trickster elements of all of yeah. this, yeah, um, and so that really, was really fascinating. Yeah, that was also so. If you're the person, and these kids and people dressed up as the dead show up at your house, it's a metaphor and a literal thing. Donating food to them gives you good fortune, and not doing so would bring misfortune. In the same way, if you weren't actually giving oh, offering yes. to the dead in this liminal space. So. so what we're doing, when the children come bouncing to our doors, <laughs> what we're really saying is, I know you're already dead. And <laughs> here, here are some offerings to please leave Give me, me good in fortune. peace. Yes. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's funny. That, I, I make that joke because, uh, and again, on the spooky note, and something that I've totally binged watched since it's been released this month, but the second season of the new Unsolved Mysteries reboot on uh, on Netflix. They had an episode there about the tsunamis, and there was one story. They were covering this phenomena that after the horrible tsunamis, that there was this huge uptick in ghost activity. Mm. All of these unexplained sightings and, and, and happenstances with people, and there was just this one where they went, they walked through where this woman was like very aware that three people she was encountering that looked stranded were gone they were ghosts right. that they were ghosts from <laughs> the tsunami and she had to like she like told them she's like you have passed on um right yeah it was like it was it yeah. was it was totally otherworldly so and our blind manner really talks, that's what it. that's what blind manner was trying to do as well right kind of give a, yes yes a yes deep, yes yeah. 
I just, as a literature reference, the oldest evidence of ghosts comes from a, a written work. The Egyptian Book of the Dead is not a actual book, but it was not a single text. Collections that are put oh. in burial chambers in ancient Egypt that have magical spells to assist ghosts okay. on the journey, like you're saying, of like, hey, this is how you transfer yeah. to becoming a deity or what you should do. It was texts left in ancient Egyptian burial sites. That's crazy. I didn't know I didn't know if it was actually a real text and I didn't mm-hmm. know. That's even more fascinating that it's not one. None of them are the same sort. too. Each yeah. one is different instructions for the dead as to what to do. Wow. Various spells. But back to the to the Celtic stuff, the right. trick or treating. So you had brought up yes, the, there's sort of a, a trickster element to it. That came from oh, the youths dressed up as the dead would also right. go house to house and threaten mischief if they were unwelcome. Hitting the right. trick or treat, treat or you'll get a trick, a mischief from how, me. How much are you willing to risk that I'm a ghost? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or I will foretell your doom by egging your house and toilet papering your trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the. Pranks as well, obviously, come from wearing costumes that are imitating the spirits. Uh, one of the pranks, they used hollow turnips that w- they would carve with grotesque faces and use them as lanterns, which represented Turnip warding off the evil spirits, uh-huh. but also but leave them in cemeteries and stuff. That spreads to parts of England, and that becomes the jack-o'-lantern wow. in the form of a pumpkin. There's no pumpkins yeah. there, so they used turnips. Turnips um, first. Yeah. I heard gourds, mm-hmm. uh, gourds at the same time. And then yeah. I wonder, I wonder when the pumpkin became popularized. Because- so the pumpkin was only popularized when Halloween started moving into North America okay. because it's native, softer, and larger, and it's more associated with North America's yeah. harvest time. Right. Uh, and I imagine the pra- for the practicality, would a lantern out for ghosts lighting the way that mm-hmm. you, that that is a, okay. I need to make one of these things. What can I make it out of? And you mm-hmm. know, you, you, there there probably were several different types of things that you could make that out yeah. of at the time. Um, that's really I've never heard turnips before. Well, the original jack o' lantern that phrase is a turnip. That's the story. So jack o' lantern, wow, yeah. like with the apostrophe and even or evening, jack o' lantern is jack of the lantern. And it's an old Irish story about this guy, Stingy Jack. And it's told differently <laughs> a million different ways. But basically, the premise is he fools the devil and then he dies just of natural causes. But he can't go to hell and he can't go to heaven because he's bad. So he is doomed by the devil to roam the earth. And all he gives him is a hollowed out turnip to light the way. Oh, wow. wow. And then, of course, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. The short yes. story comes out in 1820, and that features a pumpkin on his head. Yes, Hence, yes, yes. It got shifted around. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting that Sleepy Hollow becomes one of the first um, images of that. Of the pumpkin. The pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, the pumpkin yeah. Jack o' lantern. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I've, I think it's really, really fascinating that the traditions of this holiday really, like the the trickster, trick or treat, children going out, guising. Yeah. And the gourds, these types of big iconography of this holiday have really stayed true. The holiday has ex- expanded. It's all month long now. It's got huge money into it's like it's a crazy uh, economy. Yeah. Um, but that these elements of it have really stayed true through through the di- through the years. It's really incredible. Yeah, and it's definitely a usage of potential humor or just playing around with death to confront it. Right. 
which is interesting. Yeah. That that's that's more the Celtic origins, but I would be remiss to say what's all the Hollows Day business about that we started sure, out yeah, with that yeah, was from yeah. the Christian church <laughs> side of things. So that all Hollows Day where we get the terminology. Yeah, it makes a from. shift. Yeah, that, I, I looked into some of this. I knew that you would have all of the, the tasty <laughs> nibs, but I looked into some of it um, briefly, yeah. and I saw that you know early on they're looking at it in, in in more simpler terms, and then there was a shift to this Christianity view, and it just seemed like everything got really like milk toast. Uh, <laughs> real quick. And then like the trickster part of it stayed to like keep antagonizing um, the original ideals of what was really going on. So I thought that was like an interesting thread that I had picked up on. I don't know. Yeah, how. it's definitely more uh, the design and the purpose behind it is different. Like we said, it's honoring the deceased saints and martyrs of Christianity, yeah. not just your neighbor who's dead yeah. Or, yeah. or somebody who potentially is bad who's dead. So the All Hallows Day is November 1st. It was usually upheld in the springtime to honor the saints and martyrs, similar to Easter. Hmm. Oh, but it yeah. Was, Actually, it was... that makes way more sense. <laughs> so here's the thing. This, this is, I, I found this fascinating that it was officially switched by Pope Gregory IV in 835 because it was the same day as Samhain <laughs> to coincide with that as <laughs> oh, the Roman okay. Empire expands, you know, and it's it's mixing all that together. But also, this is fascinating for modern times, what we're going on now in terms of coronavirus. So there were practical reasons. So flocking to Rome in the summer was not accommodating to all these pilgrims that were trying to honor the saints then. At the same time, there was potentially a huge public health consideration because what was the Roman fever, which is now just malaria, was rampant in the summer. Oh gosh. And if you had tons of people all over oh, no. flocking in. Yeah creates a lot of problems. So they moved yeah. it to the winter when that when malaria is much less prominent. Oh, <laughs> oh potentially. That's interesting. That's a, that's no, yeah. I mean it's a, yeah. it's kind of a general <laughs> and like not a guarantee of anything, but I a cause or effect, who knows? I mean, it, it, it yeah, for sure. In. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating. That's really cool. So then the trick or treating, and it's interesting that you brought up the songs, because this also factors in for them. So there is a version of trick or treating called souling, not guising. And the way souling works is they would be sharing these soul cakes, which is this flat cake that has a cross on it, another co-origin okay. of trick-or-treating. So groups go door-to-door -door collecting these cakes in exchange for prayers for the dead of the house. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, and this is actually mentioned in one of Shakespeare's comedies, The Two Gentlemen of Verona, and he likens somebody in love to the people singing at Holomus, the soul cake songs, like trick-or-treat, like these other songs oh, yeah. i've been looking up here in the background and trying to find the source for the original poem in the uh, 1978 halloween that the kids sing as yeah. the credits open and they there is no source for it um, a lot of people are saying it's just made up for the movie but there's no like direct source saying <laughs> there's right. no, like, there's, it's like totally untold but it's absolutely playing on this idea it's 100 of singing about this yeah yeah um it's, it's really cool and, I, and i'm glad that i brought up this element just because the, the this is a franchise that just will not die i mean that's where if you were going to do a new one that's mm -hmm. those are the kind of things you would want to try to like dig into the spirit of the true spirit of halloween yeah exactly so yeah. I, I just I, I just love the, the the this idea of this chanting the children singing these kind of mm -hmm. these soul cake songs Right. If you want to hear the original old medieval ones, that'll be in the show notes. The last little bit from the All Hallows Day take on it that is not the Celtic origins, but is a corollary that then they both got merged into is the costumes. So they would dress as the saints oh, yeah. 
honoring the saints and martyrs. Also, in a, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant by milk toast, though. It's kind of like telling you who to be, <laughs> tell, like tell like exactly who you should be. Well, also for there the was dead. a. It got changed around, but in terms of purgatory and whatnot, it would All Hallows Eve also had that liminal space mm. for early Western Christianity, where there might be one last chance for the dead to gain vengeance before moving on. And so in uh, order to avoid being recognized, people would disguise themselves as well. So it was a combination of that gotcha, cool. with dressing up as the saints and honoring those. And then, like you said, in terms of the pumpkins, just Halloween in general was not that big in America in the almanacs of the 18th and early 19th century. There isn't really a reference to it being celebrated. It wasn't until Scottish and Irish immigration in the late 19th century did it become a major holiday really? and assimilated into America. And then, of course, America created haunted houses and the commercialism. Yeah, like I said, it is <laughs> yeah. a whole economy now. It really is. It's a whole yeah. month-long thing. You have whole businesses that are propped up on like existing around this month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and they operate all year based on being open this month, and I and I'm not. That's that's Spirit Halloween. That's every haunted house yeah. uh, attraction you'll go to. Um, all of those things are built on this on the seasonal trajectory, the seasonal economy. Yeah, and then the two other festivals culturally that might be tied into Halloween, either intentionally or not. Uh, the Diwali Hindu festival is a five-day celebration. It's oh. also a post-harvest festival, talking about the victory of light over darkness, good over evil, mm. knowledge over ignorance, all that stuff. It's, it's a like big, a, it's a whole big like thing, a but post-briefing. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it lines up with Halloween and so people, but there's, I don't, to my knowledge, I mean, there's a ton of different celebrations and different things associated with each yeah. day, but it's, it's not nearly as intertwined yeah. As, as some people might make it out to be. And then the Day of the Dead, Mexico, Dia de los Muertos, is associated with the All Saints, All Souls Day of the Catholic Church, but also oh, okay. got intermixed with pre-Hispanic, indigenous, Aztec roots. And now it's kind of been a merging of those two. And that also takes place because of the All Souls Day on November 1st. Right. So we've talked about how uh, so many elements of what we know as Halloween having survived this long, some of my favorite Halloween characters, there's some of the iconography that's just never going to be yeah. divorced from this holiday. My gears have been turning as we've been talking. I'm just wondering what precedent there is for some of <laughs> right. those big looming characters that like has mummies, to do with, Dracula, yeah. <laughs> you know, Frankenstein, the wolf yeah. man, the, yeah. You know, if I say Monster Mash, what do you think? <laughs> All those characters. Yeah. Uh, it, how do they come in? Is there any precedent for for any of these things existing yeah. throughout the ages? So I have some big ones that you mentioned. Vampires have been around forever. but Vampires? <laughs> yeah, with a Y. To suck uh, my life force from my body. Exactly. <laughs> Count, Count Dracula. Leave me drained. No. <laughs> Count Dracula is the one that everybody puts in the monster mash, you know, and he right. was introduced in 1897. Bram Stoker, who we talked about with Henry James and the haunting of oh, Bly yeah. Manor, and he was in yes. that gothic. We just talked about it. <laughs> yeah. He was in that gothic time frame. Yes. The term Dracula, came, he stole from Vlad the Impaler, and his real name is Vlad Dracula, 
which in Romanian, Dracula means dragon. Oh, wow. So that's really that's what scary. Dra- what dra- <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, wow. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But that's where, that's where the, there's a literary basis for that. Zombies. Right. That we huge, had, yeah. The last decade for zombies mm-hmm. has been huge. Um, <laughs> the, the word itself comes from the voodoo religion of Haiti. The earliest version of it literarily is the ghoul, G-H-U-L, which robs graves and eats eats corpses. And that was from a translation of the Arabian Nights. And then ghosts, like we said, Egyptian Book of the Dead. Mummies, obviously, people are mummified all over the world. But the actual scary mummy also comes from Bram Stoker. Oh, wow. Yeah. He wrote a novel in 1904 called The Jewel of the Seven Stars, and it's this archaeologist that gets haunted. And Boris Karloff brought that to the screen with the Universal Monsters because they had such a success with Frankenstein. I mean, it's pretty incredible. The the images that they they created for those adaptations now are just, they will just live (laughs) in the zeitgeist (laughs) of this this holiday until the end of time. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the, the way things look, there's a million things we could talk about with witches, but I just thought some of their looks, why do we see it that way? So the cone shaped hat. A lot of people wore pointy hats, but it was associated with witches specifically. There were these women that they called alewives who brewed beer, but that was kind of associated with herbalists, magic. Uh, oh yes, okay. In the 1700s, so they this they also wore with the with the characteristics of a classic, yeah. you know. Well, just basically any woman that's going against cultural norms, whatever she was doing, <laughs> that became witch-like. Uh, I had uh, I had I had watched this small, I think it was a BuzzFeed history of witches. This idea never really occurred to me before is that you would have these horrific men wandering throughout the country, forcing people to <laughs> forcing people, and they, they, it was like a profession. They're like, yeah. they're witch hunters. If you did a horror movie in a witch connotation, in a witch setting, a colonial setting, but you actually turn the table and that the monster is absolutely not this creature they've created in their mind. It's the man walking around uh, forcing these girls to admit to things that just could not be true. <laughs> well, like um, I said, a and lot doing of it stuff hundreds of times over. Uh, that's a that's a super yeah. villain. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's a, I, yeah. I, that's just something that I that stumbled over here in the last few days that had never occurred to me before. It was a lot of the, yeah. horrifying. A lot of the stuff that they had less to do with magic and the occult and things, and was just misconstrued and thought of in a in a different way. So, like the pointy shoes as well mm. was super popular with everybody, but then the church associated with them with sin because they have a very suggestive shape and were used <laughs> by people to solicit carnal acts and also prevented people from kneeling while praying. They were actually dubbed Satan's claws. Oh my gosh. They're designed so you can't pray. Look at <laughs> Exactly. And the broomstick stuff came about, and this may be a bit much for some people, but they put hallucinogenic ointments and were used for self-pleasuring. Oh my gosh. And so that was Fascinal. seen as completely horrible by the church and people that just didn't like literally people were like oh they're you know hallucinations of flying and that's the whole sitting on a broomstick wow comes from that but the actual imagery of witches comes from the wizard of oz book in 1900 oh oh so so 1900 is when it all kind of emerges 
as a the green witch, one the big character. The, yes, and yes, the yes. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That yeah, I was and watching film, that of again. I was watching that BuzzFeed thing, and they were talking about different cases of witches, and one might would have like, oh, she had the nose. She had the, uh, this other characteristic that we know classically as a witch, and it's all through time. There was not that many of them, but uh, after you get you know through hundreds of years, <laughs> right. you get to nineteen hundred, and then boom, she emerges the witch, the the Wizard of Oz witch, all with with all of her elements. Um, mm-hmm. That's really fascinating. That that almost feels late for that to be such <laughs> right. a late. This, I mean, that, that feels late for a character that is so like ingrained. This is such an ancient concept. So mm-hmm. that the the what we know as the witch now, classically, just clichély <laughs> in a way, uh, is really yeah. yeah. The iconography of it is mer- has Not emerged that. really late. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with the iconography of the creepy clown. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> that so that yeah, there was an 1892 opera Pagliacci about this clown that commits murder, but right, that wasn't even right. really that. Uh, clowns were not stereotypically that. And then of course John Wayne Gacy, right? Famous murder. Maybe should be removed from the clowning Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but <laughs> but really Stephen King's it. But that wasn't even that long ago. That was when clowns. Yeah, this is because you know there yeah. was yeah there was clowns on TV. Oh yeah, killing yeah. killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then lastly, the the big one that we said at the beginning, Frankenstein's monster. Right. We all know a lot about him, but just something that I didn't know was that it was written as a competition to see who could write the spookiest story. So Mary what? Shelley was with her friends, and they were on holiday. And it was gloomy weather during this whole summer, and it kept them indoors. So one of them mm. proposed, "Well, let's write a scary story, and whoever has the best one." And then that was the one. I wish I wish I was challenged to, <laughs> to <laughs> get those kind of friends. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm with, <laughs> like, we don't do that anymore. Like, challenge. Okay, well, we're gonna both we're both gonna make this movie <laughs> go. We'll see what we what you come back with. See what I come back with. That's pretty. I love this holiday. To be honest, I think it might be my favorite. I've I've always loved it because it it had some immense depth of freedom to it. I got to be whoever I wanted to be for one yeah. day. It, it's it's an interesting psychological uh, thing that that I, I I love seeing. I mean, you see on Halloween night, it's people smiling mostly. I mean, if you go yeah. out, like they're they're having a blast, and it's just simple things, and they're. They're born out of things that we've been doing for hundreds and hundreds. And there's something, yeah, years. knowing the origin, there's something natural about saying, let's recognize the change yeah. of season, the confrontation of death and our yeah. lack of understanding about the future. And it's not something to necessarily pass up and that there's childlike elements to it as well. Absolutely. It's like we can make it silly and scary at the same time. It's a great way to introduce uh, maybe even a child to the concept of mortality. Um, yeah, I mean, as a, how do you do that as a parent? Well, have you seen Coco? <laughs> you know that you start to you start to realize like, OK, this is how you start walking down these roads and start yeah. explaining these things. It's really it's really yeah. awesome. So when so. when all of you out there carve your pumpkins or if you've already carved it, <laughs> think about old stingy Jack forced to oh, carry yeah. a turnip. I want to I want to find yeah. that actually. I I I think and when I have kids I might try to like make something with that like some sort of tradition. Yeah. Thank you so much Taylor. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that you are having a spooky Halloween and if you have any suggestions or anything you'd like us to do in the future, 
Yeah, as always, you can reach out to us at IlliteratePod on Instagram. And we will catch you later. Thanks, y'all.